welcome back everyone and uh today we're gonna look at a or talk about a movie what movie is that it's called the call it's on netflix came out Ooh. this year last month actually mm. so and... if you need a distraction from 2020 you know that's a pretty good film to watch i mean when i need a distraction i usually like to watch happy movies and so what kind of, what kind of movie is the call? It's like a what? Not a happy movie? It's categorized as a thriller. Ooh, thrilling. And it's a Korean movie. Mm-hmm. And it's based on the 2011 British and Puerto Rican film called The Caller. So the they caller. just dropped the ER. <laughs> <laughs> so it's about two women from different times who connect through a phone call which interchanges their fates Miss google yeah more like miss wikipedia uh wikipedia well you, you i don't know um but you know watching this film i i was you picked my interest when you told me about it and then we watched it together and I was like the whole time trying to guess like what was going on, like how, like where was the twist and what was like going on. And um, I don't want to spoil the movie because it is good and it's still recent. So best like not to get spoilers. So I'm going to say that um, I kind of predicted what will happen, but I didn't predict what the ending was going to be because it, it, it does surprise you. The ending. Yeah, I. After watching it two times, I still feel like I don't understand what happened. I uh, I looked up a YouTube video about it <laughs> after watching it with you, and oh. uh, the, the ending explained, and it was still confusing with the person explaining it. Yeah, I tried to watch one of those videos, and it made me even more confused because I was reading <laughs> people's comments, and like then they go into their theories and stuff, so. I guess if you like uh, to theorize about movies, <laughs> you'd like it. Yeah, this movie is not debatable, but it is conversational. Like, with the stuff that goes on and the choices that the characters make within the film. Um, I think the only bad part about it is that the how they showcase the different times, like younger uh, to present time. of the What's your name? What's the main character's name? Uh, I can call her Sally because I Sally? don't remember. Well, Sally, they show her as a little girl at a few points. And then it gets even more confusing where the timeline changes. Because this movie does have to do with time travel in a way uh, that is very linear. That only things in the past can be changed. And you can change what's in the past via the present by, you know, searching up the history. Like oh, this person won the lottery this way, so if I get this ticket on this date, maybe I'll win, you know? So that's an example. That doesn't actually happen in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, but other stuff like that happens in the film. And so you can get an understanding on how things work. Um, but I'm still confused about some of the choices that the, the main character Sally makes, right? Um, well, is it like more of a co-star movie because there's two characters and they're very prevalent both of them 
I feel like it's more focused on Sally, the modern day girl, mm-hmm. because we get more insight on her past, and it, the movie starts with her, and you you sympathize with her more than more than you do with the other girl. Yeah, Sally is like the protagonist, and the other girl is um, the antagonist. Um, you know, right. it's uh, what's that one movie? Um, Pain. Pain? Uh, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? He's a writer. He writes a book about it. Misery. <laughs> Misery. It's like the movie Misery, kind of. He's a writer. He writes a book. Um, I can't think of his name. He wrote. He wrote it. Stephen King. Stephen King. Did he write Misery? Uh, I'm not sure about his other books. Or did Robert Frost write Misery? I think it was Stephen King. Yeah, it had to be Stephen King that wrote Misery. But as in Misery, the the antagonist there in that film becomes obsessive, and that's sort of what happens in this film of uh, obsession over attention. Well, that 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 kind of throws you off as well because you find out later that that's not really what's about, like the obsession over the uh, what's the name? What's the what's the char- What's the name that we gave the main character? Sarah. Sally. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they they have Korean names, so yeah. Just and okay, their Korean names, they're like. So one of them starts with an S, and then the second half of their name it starts with a Y, and then the other girl, her name starts with a Y, and the second half is an S. So it's like, it throws me off. Maybe that's like one of the points in the film because I uh, remember how I brought up like during one scene where. She's driving in a vehicle and things get out of hand, uh, uh-huh. and how I compared that to sh- how she doesn't have control over what's happening to her, like she just well, has to go with it. The movie presents itself that you see these two people as two different people, but then I read this comment where it was like maybe it's like inside her mind and it's really just the same girl. That was my theory that she was just crazy. But there's no signs that that is true at the end. So it's like, but how are they connected? Because they're communicating through a phone. Oh, yeah. But but the phone can just be, if we're going with that theory, that it's the same girl and it's just like a split personality. The phone can just be a symbolism for her. For uh, like, It's just a conduit. It's not really a phone. It's more like just her inner monologue going on. Uh-huh. Like going back and forth. Yeah. It's just... Instead of like, like say I'm talking to a mirror. The mirror is basically the phone. Mm-hmm. If you're going with that idea, but it's I don't think so. I think they're two different individuals, and it has to do more with the time. And ha- the movie does focus more on that. So I don't think she's crazy. Yeah, I I think it is two separate people, but I don't know like because they don't give an explanation on how this happens. It's just like I guess that specific house that that is able to happen in. Yeah, maybe maybe the phone was planted there. You know what I'm saying. Well, so also the phone only works one way. So only the girl from the past is able to call into the future. Oh yeah, and um, she she no, she doesn't even try calling. But no, she does try calling her back in one scene, but she doesn't pick up, right? Or maybe it just didn't work. 
Um, after she went back on her deal, she tries calling her back. Sadly, she tries calling her back. And it's also like because there's multiple timelines. Because remember, like towards the end, when she calls the girl, the girl from 2019, she calls into the past. And no, I don't think she calls. It's it's the mom who calls. Remember? Yeah, yeah. The the mom from the past calls the daughter in the present, right? That's how it went. Yeah. So, oh, okay. So at the end, uh-huh. she's oh, waiting. No, I'm not going to say, but at the okay. end, she's, I kept thinking she wanted the phone because she wanted to call, but really she was waiting on the call because she wasn't able to dial it. She was waiting oh. for the call because she knew that, that someone was going to, yeah. But <laughs> it probably sounds even more confusing. I feel like the phone isn't what we should be focusing on. I think the phone is just a mediator. Now, you know, that's what a phone is. You use it to contact someone else from a long distance. But in this case, it's by long distance, it's more like uh, a few decades. Distance, yeah, a distance of time instead of, of uh, area or length. Um, would that even would that phone even work? You know, like old phones are. I don't think they're made to last, are they? Um, well, in this scenario, it works. Yeah, but like, because in my first working theory, it was like paranormal stuff going on. Like demons and ghosts and stuff. Like, that's one of my theories. But, of course, we learned that that's not what's going on. And uh, I couldn't figure out what it was until she started looking through dates and photos and going on the internet searching up stuff and then that's what led me to think oh she's it's a time it's a time travel kind of thing so the movie does kind of throw you off i feel yeah because when i when i first watched it i thought oh it's gonna be you know like a spirit haunting the house um and this movie does a lot of foreshadowing like there's a there's like two three scenes i caught like oh that's an important scene to remember yeah um, you kept calling everything out i was like oh my gosh you <laughs> might figure it out i, I did but i kind of like blew over the idea until like the ending and then like you confirmed my idea um my theory um like that's something i do with movies i, I don't want to toot my own horn but i usually because <laughs> like this movie is unique. Um, other movies do have a common theme where they follow the same kind of plot points. Um, the Rope, by uh, directed by Albert Hitchcock. That film is predictable. Uh, it's about um, two men who are hiding a body during a party that they're hosting. So they're trying to get everyone out of the party before they find the body. And that all rhymed. And... <laughs> And that movie is predictable because you, the characters are just easy to read, and that's it's under it's uh it's interesting because like you always think someone's gonna find out, someone's gonna like lift the veil, find the body, or someone's gonna like like uh, find it because like the characters like the dialogue is misleading, and they talk about this character that's dead, this Craig, because I. Forget. <laughs> 
because I forgot his real name. So Craig, like everyone loves Craig. They they say like, oh, he's the best. I wish you could have made it. Why isn't he here? Oh, is he running late? You know, they keep talking about Craig. And these guys are always like panicking. Like one character is panicked, the other character is calm. And so I, I kind of like relate that with this film where one character is panicked and the other one's calm, but in different ways. Like, And then eventually they switch the roles. Like one becomes panicked, the other one becomes calm. Um, I don't know, it was kind of a tangent there. Yeah, I love Craig. <laughs> What would you what would you rate this movie out of ten then? I've seen it once. I like to see a movie at least more than once before I rate it. Based on what I've seen though, and my first estimate, I'll give it like four out of five. Out of ten. Oh, out of ten, I guess <laughs> like a seven out of ten. Oh, I was gonna say eight out of ten. And and then we saw the English dub, and I I made a joke about the English dub. How like in the beginning scene where can I what is it? Can I have your phone or can I use your phone? Oh yeah, it can sounded, I use your phone? Yeah, I, it sounded so like. Can I use your like? I can't even make it. Yeah, like it was just done poorly. But otherwise, like the more intense scene, the thrilling scenes were done very well. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good movie. Um, yeah, I don't like to watch movies with the with the dub because it's never really that good. Yeah, it's not but, true to form. But since I watched the Korean one first, I do enjoy that one more, and you can hear it in their voices. Like the acting comes through more that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, speaking about their acting, like their bodies, I felt like were very stiff. I'm not uh, um. I'm not sure. Like, like a lot of the characters, when they talked, they would like stand and talk, or stay in a spot and talk. And like, they, yeah, they moved and like they panicked in some parts and like thrashed their body around. But I felt like they were too stilted, like in their movements. Like, if, like the director was like, "Okay, stand there, do not move, or else," you know. Or like, also like the camera work was like really still. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I think the cam- the camera work was still because that there's no there's not that much movement going on. Um, but going back to the part with the car, um, the camera like there was like different shots and angles going on, and that did very well. Like they did the action scenes well, I say. Um, you just didn't like when they were talking. <laughs> well, I guess like because I do like dialogue. I like to. Because that's how I guess about what's going on. Like, what's the motive of this character through the dialogue? And so, I take, I, like, I look at the character and, like, I just notice how everyone was um, very stiff um, their performances. But, yeah, no, it was good. Um, and the, another problem I had was the transitions. Like, there's, a, there's too many transitions uh, throughout the film. It's confusing with the timelines and yeah yeah it kind of throws you off maybe that was the point too i mean yeah because like with the ending it feels like you think it's going to end one way but then it continues and i don't know yeah, it surprises you maybe it was done on purpose and 
We're just not film majors, so we don't understand. 